0: Today, we are talking about how my marriage sucks after having kids and I'm on the brink
1: of divorce. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. Finally, here we are. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and it is
2: time to get down. I'm Kristen. And I'm Dina. We're the duo behind the ever popular
0: Instagram account, Big Little Feelings, which helps you navigate all things parenthood.
2: But this is not a boring ass parenting podcast. There will be inappropriate jokes. We will be getting down and dirty. So put those babies to bed and let's have fun. Okay, Dina, there's something on my mind that I just want to like verbally vomit. I feel terrible saying it out loud. I oh. want to preface with that. Okay, okay, this is a safe space. Go ahead. I feel like you think it's spicy and it's not spicy at all. Okay, well, <laughs> just like, I I'm going to be like disappointed it. now. Okay, Thank you, you. Go on. You for sure are. No judgment, but <laughs> like a really boring fucking thing to say actually, <laughs> but I'm dying to say it, which is yesterday I went to a kid's birthday party that started at 4.30 U.S time mm. p.m. Okay. Pacific mounted. 4 30 p.m. is my point. It was a 4 30 to a 6 30 p.m kids' birthday party. That's wild. For I think a five-year-old. That's a five. I'm like, how old 5 year old Okay. Now, the whole time that I'm getting ready for this party, I am like filled with fucking rage. And I feel horrible saying it out loud, but is a 4 30 p.m. birthday party like is this a trick like did they reserve a 4 30 p.m birthday party just for the parents that they fucking hate in the room five like they just hate it and like the real birthday party was at like 10 and they just invited all of us that they hate to the 4 30 p.m birthday party because who does that yeah you can't even really be there I, like your soul's leaving your body at 4 30. <laughs> i truly i feel like i lived 15 lives by the time 3 p.m. rolled around. I mean, I'm already at the point where, okay, we're not making dinner. Like, kids are on iPads. We've given up, right? We've given up all hope on the day. We're just trying to stretch it to bedtime. And I'm like, oh shit, we have to go to a birthday party. Like, we have to get dressed. We have to brush hair. We have to go be presentable. I need to be presentable. I have to talk to other parents. Holy fucking shit. And then, not to mention the ride home. Right? Like, I'm picturing in my head already. It is 6.30 p.m. We are fired up. We have had cake. We have had popsicles. We have been in the bouncy house. It is one of two ways this can go, which is, one, your kids are going to just peacefully go into sleep because they're so exhausted. Or what we all know is going to happen, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. It's going to be a fucking nightmare zone. Yeah. Oh, my God. And may I just- You are going to race home. You're going to pray that Mm. those kids do not fall asleep in the backseat somehow. Oh, shit. If they fall asleep for 2 You're fucked. A two-minute nap in the back of the car is devastating, and that is the only word that I kept coming back to with a four thirty p.m. birthday yeah. party. And I don't know if I'm being dramatic. I'm like gaslighting myself. Oh, you're being ridiculous. You're being a, am I being ridiculous that it feels devastating? You know what? No. Okay. I, I, Thank you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna.
0: It's nuanced. Okay. 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 I'm eighty percent with you, okay, and I'm twenty percent only because of my very unique circumstance Ooh. right now, where I have children who nap six hours in uh, a row back to back. No, nope. but I'm like, well, that's the like two hour window where both kids are awake. No. So, like for me, Mm-mm. that's the only time we could do a birthday party. That's interesting. But when I'm at that birthday party, yeah. I can't function.
2: So that's the problem. You know, like where is my housewives? Where are my jammies? No one should see me if the sun is setting and we're in the wintertime. So the sun is setting at like, five right yeah. like I'm a pumpkin I need to get the fuck home I need Bravo I need my kombucha my glass of wine my tea I don't give a shit what it is I just need silence alone time we're locking the doors we're locking the door the family's in the house we're trapped in here yeah. we are just riding it you out know? until bedtime you know together. what I mean I do it's know. not about like the kids the kids are great and by the way I fucking love a birthday party by the way I know you do right that's I an don't. unpopular opinion I don't exactly most people on our page they said that they fuck I think it was like what 80 percent yeah hate a kid's birthday party exactly i love a kid's birthday party i love going to shop for presents for the kid's birthday party which most parents hate like i want to go to target i know what penny wants i know my nightmare that penny wants a fucking unicorn backpack and you open it up you open the zipper the backpack is the mommy's tummy and inside there are four little fucking (laughs) unicorns and penny goddamn loves this shit my son would love this too for the record (laughs) So I love a fucking birthday party, but a 4:30 p.m. birthday party—it feels like an accost. I'm just going to say it. It feels like a literal a nightmare, Kristen, a nightmare. That's valid. Okay, thank you. You know, it also feels like an accost? cost. Ooh, tell me the fucking
0: marriage that I am trapped in most <laughs> days. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Okay, we're big believers that small, easy changes can have big results, and that goes for your skincare routine too. These days, it's so confusing to know what product works for this and that and which work together in what order, so I'm just going to make it easy for you. The work system from Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, it's high-end skincare that's affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, by the way, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I do not have time to remember a 10-step routine. The work system is everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, with spring and summer around the corner, I love anything with sunscreen. Their tinted glow wonder screen with SPF 30 just came out in new shades, and it's amazing. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com,
3: dimebeautyco.com. It's about time you've checked out Dime. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt.
2: let's talk about you're saying the words, I'm on the brink of divorce. You're saying the words, my marriage sucks after having kids. I want to just start and say, I don't know that I see that that often. I don't know how you feel, but I feel like what I see, whether it's celebrities, whether it's Instagram, people we know, people in the mommy group, whatever it may be, I'm seeing happy families, perfect families, the filter is on, it looks amazing, sounds amazing, we're aligned, we're holding hands, and then what I see is the announcement, and you're like, oh my god, what, Olivia Wilde and Jay, what, they're perfect, I can't, like, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, tomorrow, they're getting a divorce, right, because there's like no indication.
0: Exactly, No. this is why my husband and I are down to share our story, because it can feel so lonely and make you feel so damaged when you never see or hear anyone struggling with their marriage in this weird gray
2: area that we're in after having kids. So let's unpack this because I feel like this is, you know, new. this is hard territory. This is this is uncharted. No, I'm glad
0: you bring this up because this has been so bad for literally since I became a parent, like over two years now. It's just been this horrible Cycle that we get stuck in, where it's like, I feel so alone when I'm parenting. And like, we are just roommates at this point, just kind of like raising kids together. We've lost the connection. I'm going to be honest, like, I'm irritated a lot of the time because I am doing so much. We both work, I'm carrying the load. Like, I feel alone. And no matter how many times we have the conversations, like I'm trying my best, I go to him, I'm like, hey, this isn't working. Do you think we could touch on it? Do you think we could try to work on it? Like, what are your ideas? And usually it's defensiveness, it's anger, it's like, you know, we kind of get to the point after that where it's like, okay, maybe we could try X, Y, Z and divide the load and like nothing's helping. It's just an up down. And there are worse times or like real lows. And then it gets a little bit better for a few weeks. And then it's like right back into it.
2: And I feel like the part that's really important here is you're saying this is not anything that's new. And this isn't something that's just like, all right, he cheated. It's over, right? This is something that has been bubbling or does bubble since the moment you said Hunter was born literally since my first child was born. Mm. Let me paint the
0: picture for you. Paint okay. It. I go into labor at five 30. That baby is out by nine quick. quick okay. And dirty. We we ended up having a home birth. Yep. So we're at home. We go through the night with our newborn. Like obviously we don't sleep. Yep. How am I going to sleep with a brand new baby there? Like no one, I have to watch it. No you know, every <laughs> fucking <laughs> second. Yeah. yeah. So then by six 30 AM that next morning, he is downstairs. Mm. He is on conference calls, oh. literally was on phone calls for work from 630 until like 10 p.m., like usual, right? But I'm that didn't change, though. That was like day two, day three, day four, day five. I'm just on my own with a newborn taking care mm. of the baby. And then when I finally do ask for help... And I'm like, hey, I just need a little food, a little water. Like, I can't walk. I can barely go to the bathroom because I lost so much blood. Could you help me a little bit? Mm. He was irritated. It took like an hour and a half to get water. It was bad. Mm-hmm. It was really bad, mm-hmm. and it it just didn't get better.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like your whole life changed, as most of our lives change. Literally, the minute like you have no idea what you're in for. You read all the fucking baby books, and you have no idea once that baby comes out of you just barrels out of you mm. physically you have n- nobody fucking talks about how like postpartum recovery is that the first 24 hours right where you're like bleeding oh. and all of that shit and it sounds like you were on your own where your whole life changed in an instant and his didn't like, his instantly didn't, there was no, he didn't take the leave. I think he had leave, but he didn't take it. I don't know if that's right. Did he have parental leave? He had parental mm-hmm. leave. And to be fair,
0: no one in the industry had right. ever, like in his company, no one had ever taken that paternity
2: leave that was available. It's fucked up, man. So he didn't take it. It's fucked up. He didn't take it. Yep. And so his life stayed the same, literally from day one, literally from moment one. And With then, an extra burden, which was me needing help. Right. And yeah. you, by the way, were a very successful, and still a very successful child therapist, leading your own child therapy group. But that was gone. Your mm. life changed in an instant, and oh, his didn't. Flipped upside down. Yeah. Okay. Everything. All right. So we're on this island. We're alone. I remember a pretty big moment kind of three months in like it was really bad for three months. Like it was just low key bad every day, but there bad was a every moment day. Yep.
0: to the point where it, when I was asking for help, he literally stood at a door one time, like mm. on the way out while he was leaving me. And he was like, I feel like you're fucking Butler. Mm.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And then there was the car incident. Oh my God. Yeah.
0: So my baby and I were on a walk. He was three months old. We're walking around our neighborhood in Los Angeles Literally about to cross the street when a car almost hits us because that car was actually stolen. It's like a hit and run. Classic, Los, car- Angeles, classic Los Angeles. Classic Los Angeles. Literally three inches away from swiping me and the baby. Yeah. I'm fucking shaking. Yeah. I'm crying. I'm like standing in the street. I can't walk. I can't move. I call him and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, we just almost got hit by a car. Like, I'm, I I I just need your help. Please come outside and and meet me here. I'm just right outside. I'm outside our house. Yeah. And he's like, "Hey, I'm on calls right now, so just come on in. Just come on in." I'm like, "I can't. I don't think you understand. I almost died. Yeah. The baby almost died." Yeah. I need help. I'm shaking. Like, yeah. please help me. And he's like, "I can't right now. So just come in and we can talk." Mm-hmm. And hangs up.
2: Yeah. Okay. So just again, you're all alone. You get pregnant. Because there's a little bit of postpartum, and by a little, I mean a lot, postpartum anxiety even, with your first. Oh, yeah. And you get pregnant when he is six months old.
0: A lot of people are like, what the fuck were you doing if your marriage is falling apart? I just want to say... A lot of like, DMs. A lot of DMs lot coming in huh A lot of DMs on there. <laughs> yeah, let's... <laughs> I just want to say this is, you know things were falling apart and this is how i envisioned kind of like my life going with kids yeah i was gonna figure it out mm-hmm. but it was a you really always bad wanted spot. two
2: babies you wanted, always two wanted two little babies to hold and like, like back to
0: back your I husband just... wasn't gonna stop you no <laughs>
2: nothing was gonna stop you you <laughs> were gonna get it yeah literally okay. nothing <laughs> yep.
0: not even a crumbling marriage was yep. gonna stop me yep
2: yep okay so we have postpartum anxiety we're trucking through i mean you're trying to keep up with our business which oh, just yeah. took off by the way with no help no family Beginning of a pandemic, by the way. So you can't even hire help. We can't have family come over. Nothing. (laughs) What a fucking nightmare. Ooh, fucking nightmare. And then you get pregnant.
0: And then I get pregnant. And that, I look back, like, that's what I'm talking about. It was the roller coaster where it's like, we have the talk and it gets better for a week or two. And then, like, all of a sudden, he's totally checked out again. He's on his phone. He's not participating in anything. It feels like... Our family is the last place you fucking want to be hanging out with us. Mm. And so it goes through these ups and downs. And finally, I'm nine months pregnant with my second baby and things just hit rock bottom. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? And I remember sitting in our extra room just like we're both sobbing. We're both sobbing like we both hate our lives right now. Mm. We don't like each other. What the fuck are we doing? Why are we continuing this? And, like, do we split up? Is that maybe what's best for our family? Mm -hmm. And we had to kind of like sit with that for a while and be like, it might be. It really might be. We kind of like had this moment. Well, really, he did. He was like, I don't want to split up yet. And I had sat with myself and got really comfortable like, okay, am I saying divorce right now as a threat to try and make you behave better? Or am I really at peace with like, I accept all that comes with this change. And I was at that point. Mm -hmm. I was at that point. But he wanted to try a little bit more. He said he'd go to therapy. Like, thank fucking God for therapy. He's going now. That's the only thing that's helping. Bless therapy. Love good therapy. Bless therapy. (sighs) But yeah, that was a
2: fucking, fucking terrifying moment. Yep. And so you're pregnant. You have a 16 month old baby. Comes baby Cohen, little baby Cohen. baby Coco. You were there. Coco. I you was watched him there. come out of my vagina. Thank it you. was wild. We'll have a whole episode just about that. About how you can somehow in a room go from zero to ten. And all Dina, the little goddess that she is in her little fucking bra and panties that like very like sexual bra and panties. And she's just like, mm. and that's about as, as like, as, as, as intense as it got at like a, a 10, like as you're pushing him out, which is, so let's have a whole fucking podcast about that. Cause that is not, that was not a part of my journey. I'm screaming like a fucking wild animal. Um, you were. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. We both were so at proud. each other's breasts. We're weird. It's it's just a thing. So you give birth to little Coco, yeah. little sweetheart. And then, and you've had the talks, right? You've had the talks. Not and only you're have like, we had the okay, talks. this is the plan. Before. Yeah, we've been through it before. This is not going to happen. I remember yep. you telling me, you were like, if this happens again, we will. I will not survive it. Like not only will we not. Like I know I'm better off probably without him, but like I personally cannot do it again. And yeah. so he has to because I didn't. I didn't line up the help. I'm not doing that because he's going to support me. Right. I'm confident about this. He took then the time happens? off. He took the time off. Okay. Yep. So we've learned from the past yep. lessons, right? We yep. are
0: so fucking aligned. We have a plan, yep. and that plan goes so far off track. Mm-hmm. Where it's like he literally just went right back into work, mm. even though he had time off. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking understand that still. Yep. And I basically, it was the exact same thing where it's like me alone taking care of a baby day in, day out, mm. like trying to recover my fucking bleeding body. Yep. And now I have a toddler. Yep. Now I have a toddler who also is just hanging on me at it every moment. He's a baby, by the way. When you say a toddler, when it's two. He was 16 months old. Actually he was eight two babies. And two babies. Yep. And yeah, the exact same thing happened. It was like, honestly, just devastating. Mm -hmm. And that, again, was like a pivotal moment where I'm like, what are we doing? And what am I doing? Because I have one fucking life to live and I don't feel supported and I don't feel loved. And I know I deserve better than this. Like, I know I should have a partner and I deserve to have a partner who like cares about me and wants to be with the family, can have a little joy, can be excited And this isn't it.
2: Mm. Mm. And I remember you saying after Cohen was born, but in hindsight, how guilty you felt that you didn't really connect with Cohen. And I didn't connect with my second, by the way. And I mean, I think anybody who's been there feels incredibly fucking guilty about that, even though there's nothing you can do. It's not you. It's postpartum anxiety. Maybe it's postpartum depression, whatever it may be. But I remember you telling me you had... So much guilt and also so much anger, so much anger at him, not just for Cohen, but also Hunters that you feel like you missed the baby stage because you basically had to go into like combat mode. You just like you just... You say that and I can't even remember either
0: of their first few months. Mm -hmm. Like it's gone. Right. I don't remember a single thing. Yeah. I was just in sheer rage mode, Yeah. rage of like, how the fuck is this happening again? Not only that, I mean, you know, Coco had feeding problems, so just day in, day out, I was in survival mode by myself, trying to get through it, just pushing everything deep, deep down to like, keep going, keep going. We can't give up, like got to take care of the baby. And that was it. Yeah. And that was it. And so while that happened, I admit, like, I totally shut down. And the crazy part is my husband is now at a point where he's in therapy. He's like, we should try. I'm like, I've been trying for two straight years to make this better. And you did not meet me halfway. So now I'm a little shut down. I'm like, I know I have to meet you halfway,
2: but I'm fucking exhausted from this. Word. And my marriage is far from perfect. It is far from perfect. And I just feel like nobody talks about how hard marriage is in general. So we found a little research for you, which is studies have found 90 percent, 90 fucking percent. Should I repeat that? 90 percent of parents are unhappier with their marriage after having kids. Holy shit. And 60% said they're less confident that they can work through their problems. Ooh, uh, the current divorce rate is hovering around 40% for married couples, which is actually a touch lower than I thought. So mm, that's interesting, yeah. fascinating. And this is the part that I think is very interesting. Studies also show that women take on most of the child caring as their bond to kids gets stronger. Many of their other relationships Deteriorate. That rings true for you. That feels right. Yeah. It's crumbling. Okay. <laughs> <Thank you well. laughs> Deteriorating, yes.
0: Deteriorating. Yes. Hanging Even. on by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> I think about
2: divorce every day. <laughs>
0: Is that fine? Just just okay. low-key in the background. If
2: I may, now that we're joking, because that's actually our trauma response, is laughter, right? Laughter and jokes. If I may, let's leave it off with this, which is... <laughs> I know what you're going <laughs> to say. <laughs> what are you going to do? Which is, when we arrived to Cohen's first birthday party, because you guys made it. I mean, you made it to his first birthday party. You Shockingly. did it. Yeah, you did Shockingly. it. So, <laughs> we all, my family, my husband, my kids, three kids, we come to Cohen's birthday party, and <laughs> that one moment... <laughs> the two of you, you and Mike are in the kitchen, you're doing whatever, you're making the food, whatever it may be, and you... You're like, you almost didn't make it. Like you almost, you almost didn't make it to be invited to this party. You know, it was almost just a smidge, just so close to being me, the two boys, my nannies, and we're all singing around the table. And he's like, no, he's laughing. He's like, I really did. I really did. I can't believe it. Like I almost was in Malibu, like at my house. And I'm like FaceTiming in like, happy birthday, <laughs> Happy birthday, dude. I'll see you in the summer. Boys, come say hi to your dad. He
0: wants to say happy birthday to you. Okay, we got to go. Say bye to daddy. daddy. We're going to go open gifts now.
2: Bye. Bye, daddy. Tyler and I, my husband and I, we're just, we're in the kitchen. And we're, I mean, and we get down. Like, we've been through some trauma. Like, we love some dark shit. And we're just like, holy fucking shit. You guys are laughing hysterically. It's like, I really... I really did. Like, I really did. I the not for funny. this, like so close. <laughs> it's so fucked up. It is fucked up. It's the whole, up. the whole
0: thing's fucked up. Okay, I'm going to cool. be honest. It's Great. been just a long ass journey. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, still don't know what's going to happen.
2: I feel like that's where we end. Right. I mean, that's where we wrap up is like we said, we don't ever see these conversations. There's no perfect bow. Like you're not going to get a divorce tomorrow. Right. Like this isn't, you're just in limbo and I'm that's limbo. how it ends. Yeah. I'm in limbo because I'm not ready to give up yet. He's actually trying.
0: Yeah. I admit I need to do my part and like have a little bit more of an open mind right now. I'm trying. Trying. But I do remember it's like those days where we did vibe and we clicked Mm. and I was like, you are my fucking soulmate. Like, let's do this. Let's write it out together. And I'm not ready to see like if we can't get there, you know, and one of the big things like I'm a therapist. I know that divorce is not going to fuck up kids necessarily. I still think about that. I'm like, Mm. oh, my God, my kids. Like, I know that's not true. Yeah. But it's in the back of my mind. And then I think the biggest thing, too, in the times where I'm like, I know that probably separating is the right move for me and my health and then ultimately my family, because having happy parents, healthy thing for a kid.
2: That's what we know. Yeah. I know,
0: but the thought of like not having my boys around. Yeah. Oh, I feel it inside. It's like my stomach drops. That's what does it well
2: mm-hmm. I think a little reassurance for anybody who is listening or going through the same thing, I can speak to this myself yep. as a child of two parents who stayed together for the kids. I can't speak to everything. Obviously, I'm only one fucking person, but my parents, they separated for one year of my life, one year of my childhood. I think I was 11 or I was 12. My dad got a shitty little apartment. It was the best fucking year of my life. It was the best year of my life. It was the first time that my life was not chaos and fighting and at odds and hiding and all of the things that come with two parents that you can feel, whether you're doing it, they would close their doors. They thought I was asleep, you know? They It wasn't always with me around. You fucking know what's going on as a kid. Yeah. And that year was the best goddamn year. And for me, if they would have separated... I can't even imagine how much better my life, my childhood, and now my adulthood would have been, how much less damaged I would be at this point. So I hear you, Dina. I think you're working on it. And that's all you can do, right? And at the end of the day, that little voice that's like, stay together for the kids, you know, right? You know, as a therapist, like that part is probably not quite the truth. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: We're doing the work. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to at that. That's it.
2: All right. Leaving it. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay, well, this
0: is really like the true essence of parenting mm-hmm. where shit can literally be falling apart in the background and and you still have to show up and parent Word. every fucking day. Every, every day. day's off. Every blessed day. Yeah, Yep, yep, yep. So let's jump into a few questions that people sent in.
2: Yep. All right. So Lauren said, how do you handle everyone announcing babies after loss? I can't escape it. It's daily. Oh, you went through this too. Yes. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. After my miscarriage, I felt like a fucking crazy person. Can I just say that? I Mm -hmm. felt like a crazy person. I probably was, right? Their hormones are all over the place. Nobody talks about the fact that you're actually postpartum whenever you go through a loss, no matter how far along your pregnancy loss is. And I very, 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 very clearly remember the day that Kylie Jenner announced her second pregnancy. And I was just bubbled it in. I bubbled it in. But in the end, I'm like, that is fucked up. How could she make a reel like this? This is, this is, how is this even allowed on Instagram? You know, just absolutely irrational. I remember going to dinner with my husband and it was maybe a week after. So this was fresh. I remember going to dinner with my husband. We're sitting at this really nice restaurant. By the way, the table next to us actually follows us at the time. And I didn't know it until afterwards. I'm sobbing through the whole dinner. But at one point I go and fuck Kylie Jenner. And I slam my hands down at the table right when the waiter comes by. Yes. And he's like, oh, um, hi. Yeah, I don't like her either. You know, I feel like no one really talks about how after loss, you will see pregnancy announcements. You will see babies everywhere. And you are not crazy. You are not alone to be irrationally angry, irrationally sad, because it's not irrational. It's actually very rational. The only advice I have is that You cannot control who's going to suddenly announce. It sucks. I wish that there could be a way that somebody could go on your phone and mute them in advance, but that's not gonna happen. However, once that happens, you do not need to feel an ounce of guilt just hitting that mute button. You don't have to even unfollow somebody. You can hit the mute button. This could be your friend from high school. This could be your best friend. This could be a celebrity. Hit the mute button. Take care of yourself. Come back to it when you're ready. One hundo. Okay, another question is, how do you handle the implications that
0: screen time emits from our children? And is it really worth the few minutes of freedom we get while they're watching? Mm. That's a good question. Behaviors I'm seeing in my almost two-year-old and four-year-old, more nagging, negative attention-seeking, taking a lot longer for them to break into playing again, and just an overall bad mood immediately after watching, am I the only one dealing with this? Mm. No. Really good point. Right? You're not the only
2: one. (laughs) Pretty much every answer is no, you're not the only one dealing with this, by the way, no matter what you ask us. I just want you to know that, first of all.
0: First of all, I mean, I just want to empower you to listen to your gut. Like, Mm -hmm. as a parent, you know best. If screen time feels like it's backfiring on you, like,
2: fuck that shit. You can ditch it. You can ditch it. Or if you're like, this is terrible, but... God, I need the fucking break. Mm -hmm. Let's spitball, okay? What is your child watching? And how long are they watching it for? Quality matters so much, actually, in terms of the brain and what is getting stimulated and what is happening during the time that they are looking at that screen. We love anything that is on PBS. We call it Sesame Street. There's ones for older kids. I mean, it runs the gamut. It's not just Little Daniel Tiger and Sesame Street. PBS shows, those are great options. For a little while there, when my daughter was really little, I could tell a difference after watching different kinds of movies, how they affected her. So maybe tune in on how long and what you're watching and how that affects your child.
0: Definitely. And then when it comes to screen time, Mm We can just expect more pushback from our kids if we have been wavering on the boundaries of when we're going to end it. Yes. If we're like, "Okay, one more episode," and then that one ends, and you're like, "Your kid's crying because they want more," and you're like, "Oh fuck, fuck, fuck!" Like, just stop
2: crying. Like, Ooh, I just gotta okay. get dinner on the table. Here, here
0: one more. Here, here, you go. Here. Here, you go. here you go. It's fine. Just one there, more. It's on. I mean it. Look, this it's time starting. I mean it.
2: I mean it this I mean time. It. This is okay? last one. Just five more minutes, okay? Yeah, been there, been there. We are. But Dina's absolutely correct in this, where you're gonna see after you end screen time kind of what you're describing, where it's like, God, this is a fucking nightmare. Like what is going on? Well, every time that we kind of give in or we're wavering on those boundaries because let's face it, we're exhausted, every time we do that, we're actually ramping up the pushback every time because our child is learning cause and effect. They're learning how the world works. So they're learning, okay, what happens when I do this, right? And it's not manipulation, that's not what it is. It's literally their job. It's literally where their brain is at developmentally to figure out when I do X, when I cry, when I have a tantrum, when I do this, I get five more minutes, right? Two plus two equals four. Okay, next time I'm going to cry longer, harder. And this is not logical. They're not actually thinking this, but this is what's they happening behind the scenes. They are plotting and no. planning against you. But it's happening, right? They're understanding cause and effect. And so stick to that boundary. Have a loving limit. It's time to be done with iPad. I know you're so sad about this. It's okay to feel sad. And we're all done. Do you want to go do bubbles? Do you want to go play in the backyard? Do whatever you do. Let them have the feelings. But stick to those boundaries. You're going to see way less pushback, way less meltdowns when it's done.
0: And it's okay if they're upset. You're You're going to to support
2: them through it. All feelings are okay. Yep. Yep. Number three. This is from Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hi. Kelly says, how do you have date night when you don't have a sitter?
0: Oh, this happened to you for a long time. Oh, my God. The longest time. And, well... Me too, but we didn't even attempt dates. So. No, you go. You take it. Okay.
2: I didn't want a date. She's I'm mad. <laughs> I desperately wanted a date. My partner and I feel like roommates. We need that spark back, but we have no one to watch the kids help. Okay, first of all, I don't know if the sparks ever really come. I just want to say that, right? And maybe it does. I mean, maybe there's somebody we can bring in to get the spark spark back. But I think like loving connection and feeling good, you know, that can happen. like Talking to each other. Yeah. Looking each other in the eye. Okay. That's interesting. Gonna... You take it. Back okay, to yeah. you. It's a little more than that. Um... I'll take anything. Okay. My point is, maybe it's not going to be the pre-kids spark. You are just like ravaging each other. You are on the street of Mexico, for example. You were there, Dina. You're at my wedding. Your boobs are out. And you are just spark, you know? Yes. Maybe we're not having that on a Wednesday while our kids are sleeping. However, I do think it is so important. And when my husband and I, the first five years of our kids' life, A, financially, we could not afford a babysitter. B, we had absolutely no family that was helpful, which we can get into on a different episode. And C, I had debilitating postpartum anxiety with both of my first two kids. And there was no fucking way anyone else was taking care of those kids because postpartum anxiety, if you know, you're running through every scenario of how those kids are going to die the second that you leave. So for those reasons, we never had a babysitter. But every single week, no matter what, my husband, bless his soul, would cook usually my favorite food after the... Ca- Dina, are you angry? Is this triggering? What's that like? Do you want to take... Did gonna, you see just in my eyes? I'm watching... Dina, the rage (laughs) just (laughs) like inside of her body. Okay.
0: Okay. That's interesting. Keep going. Yes.
2: Kids are in bed. And you know what? For the record, by the way, I'm doing both of the kids' bedtimes, which is very hard, by the way. But that way, he can set up. He can make this romantic moment. He can light some candles. (laughs) I'm not even looking at Dina. I'm closing my eyes. He can cook our favorite meal. By the time I come down after bedtime, I'm not so exhausted. It's not 10 p.m. We are not out on the town, but on a summer day, we can go outside. We have candles. We have the monitor and we connect. And oh my God, I opened my eyes and Dina is fucking livid. Mike, I'm scared for what happens to you when you go home. Are you listening, Mike? Take notes. That's my suggestion. Uh, it's not perfect. I Now, by the way, for the record, we do get a babysitter. I trust her with my life. I literally think she might be a better caretaker than even I am, which is astounding because I think I'm pretty damn good. And we do go out for date nights and it is incredible. I, I feel for you if you're in a spot, whether it's financially, whether it is because of postpartum anxiety, which is a lot more common than people talk about of not doing date night because of postpartum anxiety. Our DMs get just like swarmed with it. Uh, Whatever your reasoning is, I'm with you. And my advice is make that connection time and make it, it is not optional. I don't care who has norovirus. Well, in that case, probably shelf it. I don't care who has whatever they have. It's been a busy day, long day at work. It's Wednesday or it's Saturday. We're doing date night at home. It's simple. That connection, you can still have it at home.
0: Yeah, you and I have no family out here either, so setting up the care is really...
2: Technically, my whole family is out here, but oh, that's a podcast. Yeah. That's a that's a separate... That's a trauma episode that we'll get into. I've cut it off so okay. much that, like, it in my even, mind, you also have family It didn't even no actually register for you, did it? No. 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 All right, great. Okay, well, I'm just going to say something out loud, and that is that I'm fucking exhausted me too okay <laughs> i'm dying it's my okay. like to the bones it hurts like this was so fun yeah. this is non-negotiable we need to do this every week i feel like my cup was just filled to the brim and now that it's full now i feel like it's time to shut my body down i need to go crawl into bed i need to put on real housewives not talk to anyone agreed okay my, my cup is overflowing it's spilling okay. it's f- I, I gotta go i just gotta go to we bed. gotta go we don't need any more spilling all right Thank you so much for listening. This has been, honestly, the highlight of my week. I don't know about yours. Okay. I love this. God. If you are struggling with toddler or preschooler, tantrums, pushback, discipline, picky eating, just all the confusing things, this podcast, we can only scratch the surface if you need help our course winning the toddler stage is here to help it is aptly nicknamed the toddler manual because it truly has every single thing you could possibly struggle with under the sun between the ages of one and and six within one course. We're not gonna do a bunch of workshops, you have to buy the sleep guide and the picky ED guide and the this guide and the that guide, no. Everything you could possibly need for ages one through six is all in this one course. We were never meant to do this parenting thing alone. You deserve to have help, we are here for you. You can find that course at biglittlefeelings.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Big Little Feelings. We give free tips every single day. They might change your life. Thank you so much for being here with us. This has been an Odyssey
0: production, executive produced by Lauren LaGrasso, produced by Daniela Silva, edited by Bob Tabador, and theme music composed by Liz Full. Then studio lighting designed by Shane Sackett and designed by Jackie Shearman. Special thanks to Odyssey executive vice president and head of podcast, Jenna Weiss-Berman. And thank you for being here with us. We can't wait till next week.